You Betcha She Did is sponsored by John Erline Photo. Ladies, it's time to put your best face forward. Your headshot should reflect the confidence and professionalism that you bring to the table. I understand that having your photo taken can be a little nerve-wracking, maybe even a little uncomfortable. That's why John Erline Photo is here to coach you every step of the way. With a gentle and supportive approach, John's expertise as an expression coach will guide you to a headshot that truly captures your unique personality and professionalism. Over 100 five-star reviews can attest to the fact that John Erline Photo has helped hundreds of people feel comfortable and confident in front of his camera. Myself included, I love the headshots I got from John. Everyone deserves to have a headshot that they love, and John is here to make that happen. Book your appointment now at www.johnerlinephoto, that's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Hello and welcome back to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women leaders share their wit and wisdom. I'm your host, Raina Rakiki, and today my guest is a local farmer, uh, one who I've been to her farm before, and <laughs> there's many things I love about it besides all the amazing animals they have on their hobby farm. I'm also a huge fan of pumpkins, and um, they grow gigantic pumpkins at this farm. This, if you might already know who I'm talking about, but I'm talking about Nicole Sippel and her husband who run Airy Point Farms uh, just west of Sheboygan. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. So talk to us about how Airy Point Farms started. Like, I, how did this even begin? Because I know um, it's not your full-time job, right? Like, you're also a veterinarian tech on the side, or maybe that is your job in the <laughs> the farm yeah. the side hustle. It's all kind of blend together at this point. But but yes, you're absolutely right. I'm a certified veterinary nurse. And, uh, you know, toward the t- end of 2019, I had been in the field for about 10 years, and I was just feeling pretty burnt out. It's an amazing profession, but it's also a very stressful one. And um, especially with a growing family, and kind of discovering what motherhood truly meant to me, my husband being a dairy farmer, I just really wanted to find a way to kind of integrate my creative side with the farm. And then when the pandemic hit, it just catapulted us into figuring that out in a very accelerated way. Um, it was just more important than ever that I shift my priorities um, to fit my families and my needs. So, so yeah, I'm still a veterinary nurse. Um, I'm actually at Healthy Poise in Sheboygan Falls. Um, so Healthy Paws in Sheboygan Falls. So um, still enjoying that, but also just kind of balancing a little bit of everything. Um, so yeah, we are, we're a microflower farm from May through October. Uh, you pick pumpkin patch in the fall. We specialize in providing wedding florals and supply weekly deliveries of market bouquets to local businesses in both Sheboygan and Fond du Lac. We're kind of that sweet spot in between. Um, we function a self-serve home-based farm stand with florals and pumpkins, and we boast the largest and most unique selection of gourds, squash, decorative pumpkins in the area with over 75 different varieties offered. And then, as you said, we are the um, home to the second largest giant pumpkin grown in the state last year at a whopping 2,147 pounds. 
Wow. That's so crazy. I love it. <laughs> just a couple things. It's like that that itself is a feat. <laughs> yeah. Just a few things in, in the docket. Right. Um well I like how you mentioned, you know, how out of the pandemic came this new business of growing flowers and and all these different gourds and pumpkins. What do you think it it was about the pandemic that caused this? Was was it just like that whole staying home, turning in, slowing down? Or was there something else that brought about, you know, this business change? Yeah, I think that's what it was. There was just so many unknowns at that point in time. And we did, you know, stay in. And just being home and being with, you know, a young daughter, it was like, where where am I spending my time? Where are my priorities right now? And I wanted to physically be here more. And I wanted to, I just... I love veterinary medicine, but I just needed to kind of feed that creative side that I just never gave way to in my younger years. I think that we, so much of what we do in like our our high school years, especially, is like figure out what's going to pay the bills. You know, what are you good at? What's going to be, you know, your your job? And uh, pretty much the arts were kind of written off as like, that's not going to be enough. You know, that's a hobby. And um, I'm out here every day now proving that it's not, it's not just a hobby. I'm, I'm making it work and being, being able to um, flex that creative muscle and enjoy those things that I once thought were just for fun. Yeah, I love that. That's a really inspiring too. Cause like you said, when you first get out of college or high school, you're kind of like, yeah, I need, I need to have a career that's going to earn me some money and you write off a lot of things. But at some point you miss that passion, that creativity you had, and you need to find a way to revisit it and, and nurture it. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs find that maybe later in life, you know, maybe in their thirties or forties, or, you know, maybe after they have a family and they reshift priorities. So I'm really glad to hear that you're doing that. Um, with your flowers, so you said yeah that you sell them May through October. You can get them at your farm, Erie Point Farms, but then also they're at some different shops in Sheboygan and Fond du Lac. What are some of those places where people could pick up your bouquets? Yeah, so um, Fresh Fit Cafe in Fond du Lac. Um, it's right off of Highway 151, so it's very easy to get to. Um, and it's got great food, by the way. I just actually had my lunch there today. Um, and then Slow Food Market in Sheboygan. Um, they have been wonderful. Uh, they actually reached out to me. And so they not only use our flowers um, for, you know, market bouquets and just for the, the pretty fun things, but also they've purchased um, the squash that we grow as well. And they use that then in um, both at the market and then in their restaurants too. So it's been a really great partnership there. And we're very thankful for them at Slow Food. Oh, yeah, that is fantastic. I love when those natural partnerships form. Now, you also do wedding flowers, which is not an easy feat, because (laughs) God bless the brides, we love them, but they are very particular. (laughs) And um, weddings have a lot of planning. So tell us if anybody is newly engaged or knows someone who's newly engaged and needs some really unique, sustainable local flowers. um, How do they how does that process work with you? Yeah, definitely. I think um, not to, you know, we don't want to bash on the brides at all. I think we, we as, um, <laughs> we as a business uh, attract a very certain type of bride. We're not going to be able to provide like exactly what flowers you want. We're going to be able to provide some gorgeous locally grown flower, grown flowers in your color palette. And we get a lot of creative, you know, license with that where we kind of make things work and, and you're not looking for like a specific, like I only want peonies or I only want 
roses or whatnot. We kind of provide what we have. And so again, we kind of attract a certain, certain brand that way. Um, so if you are feeling a little bit like, hey, I don't know a ton about flowers, um, but I know I want them to be beautiful and I know the colors that I want, um, we are providing just some gorgeous displays. Um, so we're booking, there's only a few dates left in 2023. We're actually filling up in 2024 already, also because our growing season is fairly short. Um, so uh, yeah, if you are interested and you um, have or, or know someone who is interested and have some wiggle room or some play with the types of flowers that you are uh, wanting in your wedding, we are happy to provide. And we do floral installations where I get to really, like I said, flex that creative muscle and make um, some archways and things like that, as well as just kind of doing your nitty gritty. The bridal bouquet is my absolute favorite to make. It's just the, the prettiest thing in the world, just being able to hold that lush, beautiful set of flowers. So Oh, I bet. I know. That would be really fun to be able to create that and, you know, bring it to life and then yeah. see the final end product. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Besides being the host of You Betcha She Did, I am also the brains behind the Ladies First digital media company, which amplifies women's voices through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you are a woman business owner, a coach, or a thought leader, you should seriously consider starting a podcast or YouTube channel to grow your business. This is a surefire way to find and grow your niche audience, and there's no time like the present to get started. As an experienced YouTube and podcast producer, I can help you launch your show, manage it, as well as help you grow it through proven strategies. If you want to know more, set up a 15-minute discovery call with me, Raina Rakicki. Check the show notes for the link or visit my website at www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com. Now's the time to get your voice out there. What what are some of the flowers that you grow? You know, especially being Wisconsin and it's a little bit colder state, although we're not really seeing that this winter. Um, but what what are some of the flowers that you have on offer that grow... I know, exactly. Um, yeah, what do you have on offer that people like? And I'm sure it varies by the season, of course. But Right. Yes, that's the other thing that's really cool. We're so seasonal. We really um, match, you know, what's going on at that time. So if you're a spring bride or just coming out to the farm stand in spring, you're going to see some gorgeous like snapdragons and especially tulips. I mean, I think a lot of people, not to go off on a tangent, but a lot of people think of tulips in one specific way, like, oh, they're just this single petaled, bright, you know, show spring, and they are that. But the types that we grow are these gorgeous, like, double petaled, full and open, almost look like a peony, um, in a lot softer colors. So tulips have, I've, they've got their own little set of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is what I love. But, but, um, seasonality. So the tulips, they like have their moment in spring. And then we kind of shift to like early summer and the ranunculus, which are another just like really frilly, petally flower, um, as well as the anemones, which are ones that a lot of people are familiar with. They're white and they have that really deep, like dark blue center. Um, a lot of people know them um, and love them. And um, then, you know, we kind of shift to like more summer and we get those really bright like zinnias, which are so fun. Um, and then in, in the late summer, fall, the dahlias or dahlias, depending on how you pronounce it, they are just showstoppers. And so many people are interested just in them. Um, so we, we have a little mix of everything and they each have their own section of the year that they get to shine, which is so fun. 
Um, the one thing that we have pretty standard are sunflowers, which again are just one of those that just makes you smile. Um, so we plant them in a succession. So just every you know couple weeks, we've got another variety opening up of sunflowers. So we've got we've got that going on too, just kind of your staple happy flower. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so we're recording this episode in early February. And I know a lot of people, well, I don't know if there's a true or not, but you know, people don't always think about what it's like to be a farmer and all the work that goes in to preparing and prepping. So talk us through that. Like, even though it's February, I bet you're starting to even think about planting flowers, or maybe you're starting seeds, I'm not sure. But how, how does the workflow go throughout the year? Yeah, I would say that's probably coming from a non-farming like childhood and and moving into being a farmer and a farmer's wife. Um, uh, it's just crazy the culture shock. Like you don't realize that there's not really an off season. We we call a busy season like our summer and fall, and then off season being winter. It doesn't really exist. We're we're just planning, you know, for that busy season. So as soon as we've like like say we're at the end of our busy season, we've tidied up, we've pulled you know, bulbs out of the ground that don't survive the winter. We're cleaning up the farm, you know, cutting down the brush and the leftover foliage. Then we actually start all the internal work. So we're cutting up a lot of the dahlia tubers and they will then store and create more the, the following year. So we actually divide those big clumps of tubers. Um, and so we're planning and saying, okay, well, how much do we have of each variety? What do we need to purchase? What can we salvage? What can we sell? Um, and so we're kind of planning that um, already as soon as we're pulling them out of the ground. And then it's a matter of, you know, purchasing seeds because a lot of these that we grow are annual. So we don't necessarily always save the seeds and they're not going to perennialize and come back. Um, so we're saving those seeds again, figuring out what weddings do we have coming up? What color palettes do we have coming up that we need to purchase specifically for? Um, which is also really cool about doing weddings. Like I, I'm nurturing baby plants just for this, you know, just for this wedding and, and anything left over is going to get used in market bouquets and things like that. So it's all beautiful, but like I get to really, I get to really hold your hand along the way of your, of your bridal flowers, which is cool. Um, but yeah. And then planning, you know, how much of everything are we going to plant? Where are they going to move? Um, because we have uh, a passion for growing sustainably uh, we utilize as little chemicals and, and almost zero pesticides that we possibly can. Um, again, this is our home and we're growing our family here and we want people to come out here and feel safe. Um, and we really want to treat this land in a way that it's, you know, it's giving us so much. We want to give back to it and keep it healthy. Um, so again, we're, we're kind of planning, okay, how does that look? Are we planting a cover crop to kind of introduce nutrients back into the soil? Are we moving where we're planting the giant pumpkin patch next year? Because um, we usually will rotate that a little bit too. So there's not too much of one thing in one area and sucking all this, those same nutrients out every year. So, so yes, it's all, it's all planning. It's all um, more, we're more inside than we are outside during the winter, but we're constantly like looking ahead. It's a very future future forward time of year. Um, and then once, you know, as soon as, as soon as we can break ground, we're getting in there. We do have an unheated greenhouse. It's a hundred feet long, so we can get a lot of plants going in there before we can outside. So right now my basement is full of little oh, baby cool. seedlings. That's nice. yeah, it's, it's great. It's really made a difference as far as extending our season. So yes, my basement becomes like the growing area until it's warm enough to kind of get out in that greenhouse and get going. So it's already begun. We already got baby plants. So <laughs> it's exciting. 
Yeah, see, that makes sense. Thanks for walking us through that because it is really eye-opening when you see, yeah, just all the planning and all the steps that go into, you know, raising the flowers that we love and the food that we like to eat. Do you have any advice? You know, let's say there's a um, a man or woman, you know, maybe in their 20s or 30s who wants to get into farming. Uh, what would be some, I don't know, advice or key steps they should take uh, in order to start and whether that means like get an internship first to see if you really like it or take some classes or do you want should they just dive in? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think on that? Oh, there's so many ways to go about it. Um, that, that I don't think there's, there's necessarily a wrong way. Um, I would, I mean, I'd, anybody who is interested, I would encourage you to talk to someone who's in that field um, because I truly think um, that this especially is a profession that there's enough room for everyone. We, um, I think, again, just as almost like as a country, like our economic structure was not sustainable the way that it was working prior to and during the pandemic. And I think leaning into that local side of things is so important and realizing that, yeah, there's room for everyone. Even if there's a vegetable grower down the road that's got a little farm stand, you're still going to, you know, find a market for yourself. And and finding a niche for yourself is something you can do kind of on your own, but you can learn so much from the people that are already doing it. Um, from, you know, forming partnerships and, and co-ops to even, you know, to even get seeds uh, in a larger quantity and then dividing it amongst people that you know um, that are also doing the same thing. Again, using those people around you as a resource rather than feeling like they're competition um, is really important in, again, in this profession in particular. Um, and then there's a lot of great resources online. We've taken several courses. We're actually taking one again this off season. Um, there's a lot about education too <laughs> and learning how, um, how to better grow, how to, um, what's the new and upcoming way to grow sustainably? What are the cover crops that they're recommending at this point? And um, learning all that online is a great way to do it too. Um, and then there is a little bit of that, like, just dive in, just start because your soil is going to be different than my soil. So what's working for me might, you know, be different than what would work for you. Or maybe what you want to grow is different than what anybody else is doing. And so you're going to have to just have a little trial and error, but just have fun. You know, like you're going to, you're going to have crops that completely fail and you're either going to learn from it, you know, and try it again, or you're going to say, no, that one wasn't for me. And there's something else cool that I could try instead, or, or I'm really good at this. And I didn't realize I was going to be, maybe I really love to be a, you know, X, Y, or Z farmer. And that's, you know, I don't, didn't know that until I grew it. So a little bit of everything, learn from those around you, go online and learn there and then learn on your own. Do it all, do everything. <laughs> do it all. <laughs> I love that. You probably know uh, Rebecca DeQuesnoy. She's a, another local flower farmer. And she said really similar things that it, the community was so inviting and everybody learns from one another. And I just love that whole aspect of there is space for everyone. And we we definitely need more things grown locally and made locally. So if, if this is like a passion of yours, you should get out there and, and start doing it. Absolutely. Yes. And Rebecca's wonderful. Yeah. Like she's, again, example is I, I purchased some, from, some things from her this year. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love how people just work together. Yeah. And, and share ideas and stories and products, <laughs> whatever you might need. For someone who's just doing like a little garden in their yard, so not going the, the big flower farmer route, what do you think might, and again, it's hard because soil is different, like you were saying, but 
Is there a couple flowers you recommend that are not fail safe, but maybe easier to grow? You're like, hey, if you want to start a flower garden, try these flowers. Yeah, definitely. I think there are sort of those big tried and true types that, um, you know, they're just workhorses. They're, they're just, you put them in the ground and they're going to do their thing. Um, so I think number one, probably are zinnias. They really just are just going to go crazy, give you a beautiful show. There's so many colors and varieties. Um, Cosmos are another one where they're a little bit more unruly as far as the foliage goes. So you might need a little more space for them, but the flowers are so fun and, and so cheery. And then you, you can't go wrong with sunflowers. You can get them too in so many varieties. Don't just think of them as the yellow with the brown. I mean, you can get them in red. You can get them in kind of like a plum color, um, really pale yellow. There's some that are double petaled and look like little um, like puff balls at the end of the stem. Um, but yeah, just do some research on on what uh, what flowers you know you want to grow as far as like what do you enjoy bright colors, pale colors, and then look into kind of those you know staple varieties. Just run to the you know run to Fleet Farm and um, get get some of those burpee packets of seeds of things that you think are pretty. They've got all directions on the back of them. I would say again use those resources. Or if you look at the company that that made them. They've usually got a website that have good resources on, you know, what's going to work. Just figure out your size and what kind of area you have, but um, pick what you like. Have fun. That's going to be excited for spring already. Like I said, today is like the perfect day. Bring some beautiful plants. and feels like spring finally. I know it's sunny and lovely out. Yes. Just what we needed. Is there anything else you'd like people to know about your business or um, the season coming up before we go? Oh, I just want to, you know, say thank you. Uh, We did have uh, kind of a crazy year this last year. Um, You know, we had a newborn baby and then he wasn't doing well in the beginning. And so we really had to lean into a lot of help. And um, we got so much support from the community around us. And I'm sure a lot of you that are listening know, you know, somebody or have been out here by us. And so just wanted to say thank you to all of that. I think um, you know, as we've been talking here, uh, as far as being a business owner, really lean into the help that you receive and the support that re- you receive. But I think that's like a, a life tip too. like if, if someone's willing to help you and and sees that you you could use some help, lean into it and just kind of swallow that pride. But again, just wanted to kind of say thank you to all the businesses that we do work with, all the um, community members that do support us. Um, not to not to name drop too many people, but just to kind of give a little shout out to like Slow Food Market, Bookworm Gardens and Main Street Boutique in Sheboygan, Haley Sophia Photography, Whitney Morales Company, Wild Acres, Serendipity Cut Flowers and Salt Box Flowers and Fresh Bit Cafe, anybody that I'm forgetting. But again, it's such a, an amazing community in this area and everybody working together. I just did want to say thank you to anybody that's listening and hears those names and says, hey, I, I know who that is. Great people. And reach out to them or reach out to me if you need anything with flowers or um, any help in the business area of this of this um, you know, local business um, kind of um, aspect. We're, we're happy to help and, and we thank you for all the support that you give us. Well, thank you. I think people appreciate hearing that. So if you'd like to learn more about Erie Point Farms, please check our show notes. I'll have all their links. So you can get in touch with them, visit their farm and buy some amazing flowers or see a very gigantic pumpkin. As always, if you like what you hear on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to share the show with a friend or leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. These positive reviews really help listeners find our show. 
The other great way to spread the love of our show is to share us with a friend and like us on social media. As always, thanks for listening to You Betcha She Did. Have a great rest of your week. Until next time. You Betcha She Did is brought to you by the Ladies First Digital Media Company amplifying women's voices through podcasts and YouTube channels. If you're a woman entrepreneur who needs to bring your business to the next level, reach out to me, Raina Rakicki. Find out more at my website, www.ladiesfirstdigitalmedia.com.